Hello, welcome back to the Chronicles of Aguna, the Arsenal podcast. It's our transfer update show. Slightly uh, later than usual today, uh, but that's due to uh, other work commitments. So I do apologise for that. But we've got lots to discuss once again. We'll be interacting with you guys in the live comments. We'll be uh, putting some of your thoughts up on the screen for your fellow listeners or viewers uh, to interact with too. Lots and lots to come once again on today's edition of the Transfer Update. Hello, good evening and welcome back to the Transfer Update Show brought to you by the Chronicles of Aguna. As ever, I'm your host, Harry Simiu. And on today's edition, we've got plenty to discuss. Again, lots of transfer stories doing the rounds uh, in relation to Arsenal Football Club. Again, we're going to do our best to uh, try and differentiate between the nonsense, between what could uh, be genuine and uh, all the other bits and pieces in between. So lots and lots to get through, as always. Um, I want to start off by saying um, I'm sorry, first of all, uh, because over the last couple of days, I know that the streams have been a little bit, um, you know, technically they've not been great in the sense of the internet connection um, hasn't always been stable. I can assure you that I'm doing everything within my power um, to try and, and put that right. I'm hoping that tonight's stream or today's stream will go uh, without any issues. But if there is any um, sort of issues, please do let me know in in the, the live comments. I know um, some people feel like they don't really want to sort of stick the knife in, but I actually want to know because I want to make this as good as possible. And I'm going to do my best uh, to rectify that issue. I've been on the phone to my internet provider uh, for a good few hours over the last couple of days. So fingers crossed. We've gotten to the bottom of the issue, hopefully, he says, um, as we start the stream. Probably be riddled with problems now. So I apologise in advance, but thank you all for bearing with me. Thank you for your um, your support, as always. And we are fast approaching 8,000 subscribers on YouTube. We're on 7.8K at the moment um, as I come into this stream. So please, uh, if you are new to the channel, please do hit that subscribe button. And if you're uh, watching us via YouTube, whether you're new or not, hit that like button. You know the draw by now and you know how important it is to the channel. Right, let's uh, kick off uh, by talking about today's big story. And that is that Barcelona have made an inquiry regarding the Arsenal right-back Hector Bellerin. And that comes from the Catalan Daily newspaper Sport. They say that an initial conversation has taken place between uh, Edu and Barcelona's technical representative, but that the discussions did not last long. And that is apparently because the 20 to 25 million euro it would take uh, to bring the right back to the Camp Nou is beyond Barcelona's financial capabilities right now. Now, Sport have quoted the figure that Arsenal would be looking for as 20 to 25 million. I honestly believe that if Arsenal were to move on Hector Bellerin, that they'd be looking for more than that. 20 to 25 million feels cheap to me. Um, it, it doesn't feel like Hector Bellerin's sort of market value. And to back that up, I'll go over to his transfermarket.co.uk profile. And I know I always say it on, on every stream I do, these values that you get on Transfer Market, they're not gospel. They're not, they don't take into account a lot of things. Um, but, you know, on there, 
it, it gives you a starting point of 28.8 million pounds, which suggests to me that rather than it being in the bracket of 20 to 25, it's more like 25 to 30 that Arsenal should be looking for uh, for Hector Bellerin. Me personally, I don't want to see him sold. Um, I know we've spoken about it in recent days. We've spoken about the fact that because Arsenal have, um, you know, Cedric, because Arsenal have Ainsley Maitland-Niles, whose form is uh, consistently improving, that maybe we should consider moving on Hector Bellerin. And I've kind of toyed with that idea as well, um, you know, over the last sort of couple of weeks where it's been discussed quite heavily um, by sort of various journalists, various outlets, etc. But I keep coming round to the point that if the, you know, look at the clubs that are being linked with Hector Bellerin. And that should tell you all you need to know about the kind of player we're talking about. Barcelona, Paris Saint-Germain, Juventus. These are some of the most ambitious clubs in world football. If they want Hector Bellerin, then that tells me that to some degree, as our Arsenal fans and as a fan base, we're missing something when it comes to the Spaniard. I think there is a strong argument that since he obviously suffered uh, that serious injury that he did, He's not been as sharp. He's not been as effective. He's got caught out a few times defensively. Um, I would argue that Bellerin has always sort of had a question mark next to his name when it comes to his defensive ability. I certainly think the fitness thing was a, was an issue. I think it took him longer to get back to, to full sharpness um, than many of us, and including him, would have hoped. But... You know, we are seeing signs lately that the best of Hector Bellerin is just around the corner. And, you know, if you do sell Hector Bellerin, you know, and I'm not making the case that Hector Bellerin is world class because I don't necessarily think he is. I just guess that if these clubs are interested in Hector Bellerin, it says to me um, that there is something more to Hector Bellerin than what the general Arsenal fan sees. And we have to... Take this opportunity, I think, at a point where there is supposedly a lot of interest in him to, to step back and take stock of what Hector Bellerin actually brings to this side. He brings, um, in my opinion, a level of experience that you're rarely going to find in a 25-year-old, given just the number of games that he's played. Um, you know, he brings a an ability to get forward. And, and I agree that in the final third, his final ball isn't always the right one. Um, sometimes his end product leaves a lot to be desired. However, he can improve in that department. Um, I think he's got excellent recovery pace when needed. And I really, really do believe this. I really do think that under Mikel Arteta, his positioning has improved and I expect it to improve further. Now, again, I'm not, beating the Hector Bellerin drum as if to say he's the best right back in the world or that he's anywhere near that. But I guess what my point is, is that for these clubs to be interested, there's got to be more to Hector Bellerin than meets the eye. Now, some would some would argue, and I'm sure this is an argument you probably hear, uh, you know, from, from many, is that Hector Bellerin's sort of activism outside of football makes him an attractive proposition from a marketing perspective to some of these clubs. And I do agree with that. But, you know, that doesn't mean that he's a he's a crap footballer and that that's the only reason they're interested. I, I just think that, yes, you know, if Arsenal are really, really desperate to raise funds and an offer of 30 to 35 million comes in, I think Arsenal have to consider it. 
I, I really do believe that. I think they need to consider it. But I'm not quite sure what my final decision would be on that. I guess for the time being, um, we're a little bit short, unsure Sorry about Cedric still because we haven't seen a great deal of him, let's be honest. Ainsley Maitland-Niles seems to be better when he plays at left wing back for some reason, which is strange uh, because he is obviously a right-footed player. But we've seen him given that license when Arsenal have possession, when Tierney switches over to that left-hand side. We've seen him given that license to make that run in field, into the midfield and join in with the play. And that has really benefited Maitland-Niles, I think, stepping inside onto his stronger foot. So for that reason, I feel like Hector Bellerin is still probably the best option that we've got at right back at this present moment in time. Now, is Mikel Arteta willing to sacrifice, um, you know, and and and, and rely on Maitland-Niles and Cedric if it means that Selim Bellerin will get him, for example, the central midfield player that he wants? I don't know. That remains to be seen. We're going to have to see what happens. We're going to have to see how this plays out. But it's my understanding at the moment that the bids that have come in for Hector Bellerin, or, or maybe not formal bids, but the offers that have sort of been made informally, if you like, to Arsenal Football Club with regards to Hector Bellerin have been below what the club feel he is worth. And as I pointed out a little bit earlier on in the programme, according to Transfer Market, his value at the moment stands at 28.8 million. Uh, Sport, uh, the Catalan Daily, uh, they report that Barca um, feel like 20 to 25 is too much. So how the hell are they going to meet our price? Now, could a deal be done in the shape of a swap deal? Maybe. Um but, you know, uh, who do you want from Barcelona necessarily? That is that is attainable. You know, who do you want from Barcelona? You know, everyone's going to say Messi. <laughs> but who do you want from Barcelona that's actually attainable that you could see coming the other way in a swap deal? It's a difficult one, isn't it? It's a really, um, it's a really tough one. So the interest is there, not only from PSG now, but from Barcelona too. But obviously... If a deal is going to be done, it's very, very clear that it's not going to be a cash deal. Certainly not for the amount anyway that Arsenal are looking for. So I think this one is a no-go. I don't think that Arsenal are going to entertain this. I wouldn't want Arsenal to entertain this at the prices that are being quoted. Um, so I think we move on. Um, but I caveat that with the point that if and only if a bid comes in that would allow Arsenal to go and do something else, something that Mikel Arteta feels is more of a priority, then we have to consider it. We have to look at it um, and we have to think about um, sort of the potential uh, of what bringing that money in could mean for this Arsenal side and for the development and the progress under uh, Mikel Arteta. Let's come over to some of your live comments on the subject. Be interested to hear what some of you guys have to say with regards to Hector Bellerin. Over 150 of you guys watching at the moment. So if you haven't already, uh, please, please do smash that like button. It's really, really important. Just checking in on the likes at the moment. Um, I know I keep talking about it recently, but we've seen the benefit of it. So um, I'm going to keep beating that drum. Um, 31 likes so far, but there is, as I said, over 150 of you watching. So let's try and get that up to uh, 100 at least. Thank you very much. Right. Um, ASN says, uh, hey, mate, 20 million for Bellerin. Really? That can't be right. So another person um, who's surprised 
at the quote that is uh, that is being sort of or that is being reported by uh, sport. Now it is worth noting that that's not what Arsenal have set the bar at. That's not what Arsenal have set the price at. That is purely sort of what sport are saying. Um, it, it is is the price for Hector Bellerin, uh, but Arsenal understandably want more than that and therefore it seems like sorry just gonna adjust this there we go there we go uh it seems like arsenal are um not willing to entertain that kind of offer which is of course good news uh, from our perspective right uh let's see what else we've got here in terms of your comments um mb79uk says arsenal always sell cheap though it does feel like that sometimes. It does feel like Arsenal always cave in when it comes to selling prices. It, it does. But, you know, I, I think that Arsenal have to make a stand here. And I think Arsenal will make a stand here. Look, I, I'll say it again. If the right money comes in, if the right bid is on the table, I do think Arsenal will consider it. But that's all. Consider it. I don't think they'll 100% want to sell Hector Bellerin. I don't think he's a player that Arsenal actively want to move on. But according to David Ornstein on the latest sort of athletic podcast, he was saying um, that if uh, an agreement can be reached amicably that would see the player embark on a new challenge, then he's not sure that Bellerin would necessarily be opposed to making that move. So there is scope for a deal maybe to be done, but the conditions have to be right for everybody. The conditions have to be right for Bayern. The conditions have to be right for Arsenal. And the conditions obviously have to be right for whichever club it is that's going to shell out for the Spaniard in order to bring him to their club. Uh, Samuel says Hector Bellerin is worth £40 million. Um, I would say that that is a little bit excessive, but again, it's just my opinion and understandably... Um, you know, you've come to your own conclusion and that's that's absolutely fine. I respect your view. I just think for me that 40 million is a little bit excessive for Hector Bellerin, given the sort of fitness troubles we've seen um, him have to, to contend with in recent times. Um, Milton says uh, Bellerin is quality. He should be at least he's put 30. He's corrected that in the next comment. Uh, he should be at least 30 million. Bellerin is better than Semedo, mate. Um HICM says, I totally agree with you about Hector Harry at Marble Halls TV. Says, Bellerin hasn't reached his potential. Even before his injury, he had declined. So plenty of people out there who, who are not sure about Bellerin are still on the fence as to whether or not he has, um, you know, achieved sort of the levels that he should have achieved. Marble Halls TV clearly feels like he hasn't hit that height yet. Um, but that's not to say he can't do it. And I feel like in a side managed by Mikel Arteta, a side that we expect to be far more organised defensively, far more sort of um, robust in that sense, I think you will see less scenarios in which Hector Bellerin is caught out, less scenarios in which Arsenal concede goals because their fullbacks have both been caught too far up the field. And that in itself, I think, would improve Hector Bellerin. So, of course, we've got to, we've got to wait and see um, sort of how he fares over the course of the next sort of 12 to 18 months. But to say that he's not reached his potential, I don't think that's an unfair comment. I think it is a fair comment. And I think you can make plenty of arguments that would back up um, 
what you are saying there. Uh, Fergus, uh, big hello to Fergus from the Guns and Yellow Ribbons podcast. If you haven't checked that out, please do. It's a great show. Give them a subscribe uh, and you can tune into Fergus and his brilliant team as they talk all things Arsenal as well. He says, defensively, he's poor. Uh, he's lost a yard or two of pace and his crossing is appalling. I certainly agree with you on the end uh, product thing. I think that um, that has been that has been an issue uh, for Hector Bellerin for quite some time. And I feel like he, it's, it's an area that he certainly needs to to improve in. Uh, just picking up some more of your comments. Again, apologies if I miss some of those. Um, it's just there is a, a, a good amount, a good number of them coming through live. So I'm trying to pick up as many as I possibly can. Um, Orthan says uh, Bellerin just needs to improve two sides of his game, crossing and positioning. That's all. I guess he needs to make him good. So, yeah, um, I think there are certainly two areas that most people would agree uh, are areas of development for Hector Bellerin, areas in which he needs to improve. Uh, whether that will come um, sooner rather than later remains to be seen. Fingers crossed it does, though. Um, Top Techers has a question. He says, do you think that even if we get Partey with the Bellerin cell, it weakens us? Cedric is not on the same level as Ainsley Maitland-Niles or Hecky B. I, I do think that if we lost Bellerin, it weakens us in the right back position. But if that enables us to go and get Thomas Partey, which strengthens us in the middle of the park, is that taken away from one area in order to boost another? And in boosting another, you're boosting what I believe to be the most important part of the pitch, which is the heart of your midfield, the engine room of your side. So in that sense... If we were to get Partey in and we lost Bellerin, is the drop-off between Bellerin and, say, Cedric or Ainsley Maitland-Niles that big? Is it so big that it's not worth doing that trade in order to land Thomas Partey? I'm not sure. Um, I think that the, the drop-in quality between a Bellerin and a Cedric or a Bellerin and a Maitland-Niles isn't that big. I, I really do believe that. And I like Bellerin and I love the way he represents the club I love the, the everything he stands for I think he's fantastic but if it meant we'd get Thomas Partey in and we had to make do with Cedric and Maitland-Niles for the time being I think I'd be all right with that I, I really do I, I think I'd be all right with it and it's a great question um, and one that I'm interested to hear what you guys have to say on as well brilliant question thank you so so much uh, let's move on a couple more uh Comments on Bellerin and then we'll turn over um, to another topic. Jeff says, I personally think we should sell Bellerin to fund Partey. So that is very much an opinion that many of you share um, at the moment. Uh, Tony Christensen says, we have great options at right back and we need to get some centre midfielders in. So sell Bellerin. It's the best move. So, yeah, um, it seems to be like, you know, it seems to be that a lot of people um, feel like if it was to allow us to go and make that landmark marquee um, central midfield signing, then it's probably worth doing. And I feel like I've talked myself out of my own original opinion here. Um, I, I was very much open to selling Hector Bellerin a few days ago. Uh, all this interest, as I said, has made me sit back a little bit, take stock. And then I sort of came to the conclusion where actually it would be a step backwards because we're trying to improve the squad, not sort of 
weaken ourselves in one area to help another. But the reality is the position we find ourselves in at the moment financially and as a football club with obviously, you know, people will sit here and say, oh, we're Arsenal, we'll always attract players. And to a degree, I agree with that. But you've got to be realistic here. You, you really have got to be realistic. You've got to... Um, you've got to understand where we are. We're not in the Champions League. Um, I don't think many outside of the football club would fancy us to qualify for the Champions League next season either. Um, I still think in people's opinions, the top four is probably going to be a Liverpool, City, United, Chelsea um, sort of group in whatever order. I don't know exactly what order, but I think that makes it difficult to attract players. You know, yeah, to a degree, we're Arsenal and we'll always have a certain pull and all of that. But to an extent, it makes our job in terms of trying to bring people in more difficult. And based on that reason, I feel like we can't be snobs. We can't, not snobs, that's probably the wrong word. We can't be so self-righteous. We can't be like, well, we're not getting rid of Bellerin, but we should be getting Partey as well. The reality is we're not in that in that bracket at the minute. The reality is... We haven't got the clout to do something like that, to to force um, or, or to be able to bring in someone like Thomas Partey to force that deal through without moving people on, without raising additional transfer funds. We're struggling. It's no secret. We're not the only ones, but it seems to feel like because of the position we've been in over the last few years that we're going to find it harder than most actually to get out of this sort of, you know, this rut that we've been in over the last couple of seasons where we failed to make the last few seasons where we failed to make the Champions League. We've had some really embarrassing results. We've not performed with anywhere near the level of consistency that we should. So again, I've gone all around the houses, um, which is what happens when you talk to yourself for, for half an hour or so. But as much as I, in an ideal world, want to keep Hector Bellerin, I would have to consider it. Uh, I would have to consider the interest uh, from Barcelona, from Paris Saint-Germain, from Juventus, if you're to believe some of those reports as well. If it meant that we could really kick on a level and strengthen what is, in my opinion, the most important part of the team, which is in the centre of the midfield. Um, right, let's uh, let's move on um, to uh, another topic. And I want to discuss uh, David Lewis, somebody who... I was going to say divides opinion, but I think most people are, are anti-David Lewis, um, if I'm honest. I'm not necessarily one of those. I, I am someone who, you know, acknowledges that the player has shortcomings, that the player has faults, that the player makes mistakes. But I also think he brings a lot of good to this Arsenal side. He brings a lot of leadership. He brings a lot of character. He's someone who does take responsibility, who does come out in front of the cameras, even when he's made the mistake, even when the knives are out for him. I really like that in in, in David Lewis and his teammates speak about him in a, a glowing way in the sense of they really admire him as a man, as a player. They admire his experience, what he's achieved in the game. And that makes him an important part of Mikel Arteta's dressing room. So we've kind of been rocked a little bit um, from the news that obviously just a few days before the Premier League season is due to kick off again, that David Lewis could be out um, of the first game of the season. Now, of course, we travel to Fulham on Saturday and we're going to be bringing you a preview show where we'll be focusing on that game solely uh, in the next couple of days. We're going to wait for Mikel Arteta's press conference before doing that so we can uh, sort of have 
um, you know, a, a better understanding of who's available, who's not, who's quarantined, who's training, who's training well, who's not. So, as I said, we're going to wait till that press conference is done before we sort of go into a deep sort of preview as to what we think is going to happen on Saturday. But missing David Lewis, I think, would be a big blow. Now, William Saliba is an option. Uh, Gabriel is an option. Um, Rob Holding is an option. Rob Holding, who, of course, we thought uh, was definitely on his way to Newcastle United. And then that's not really happened. Um, well, it's not happened, has it? And it seems like Arsenal have kind of uh, sort of done a bit of a U-turn on that. So we've got to wait and see what happens there. Um, but I, I feel like for the time being, Arsenal are holding on to him because of these reasons, because Mikel Arteta is probably worried about some of the fitness issues that he's got within the squad at the moment. This preseason has been a complete and utter mess. And that's through no fault of Mikel Arteta's, no fault of Arsenal's. It's just the circumstances. Everybody's in the same boat. Some teams have had better preparations than others. But sort of widely speaking and overall, it's been a really, really tough time for everybody. So we're going to have to uh, sort of wait and see who's available. And I'm sure the team that you're going to see on Saturday is is not necessarily going to be the side that Mikel Arteta will be looking to use moving forward. But David Lewis missing from the heart of that defence, I think, is a big blow. I think Kieran Tierney plays there. Um, I think he plays as the left-sided centre-back. I think Rob Holding probably plays... And then if David Lewis is unavailable, is it Saliba? Is it Gabriel? Um, I don't think it will be Socrates. Um, I know he hasn't joined Napoli yet, but I feel like his exit is edging ever closer. So I don't think he'll play a part. But the question is, do you go Gabriel? Do you go Saliba? Do you go both? Are, are you concerned about the fitness of either of them? We know that Saliba has been training with the club for longer than Gabriel has. So does that put him in a better position? Even though Gabriel's a more experienced player overall, I, I don't know. It's a real ball lake. It's a real issue. And it's something that I think comes as a massive blow to us, sort of heading into the first uh, weekend of the season. Um, David Ornstein has said that Lewis is a major doubt um, with a neck injury that could rule him out for an extended period. Now, that would be uh, a real, real fucking problem. That would be... A disaster, in my opinion, um, for this Arsenal side who in recent times, I know look, David Lewis makes his mistakes. I know David Lewis is not, you know, the ideal centre back. But I think you've got to take on board that he has been key in this in, in this defensive improvement. He's a leader. He's very vocal, clearly far more effective when he plays as part of a back three than he is as part of a back four. So. You know, I think it comes as a as a, a disappointment and fingers crossed he is available. And if he's not available for Saturday, I really hope it's not um, an injury that's going to see him miss an extended period, as Ornstein claims it might, because that is a that is going to be a huge blow to Arsenal. Um, and I wonder if that will prevent us moving out some of the uh, the dead wood, as everybody calls them, some of the centre backs that we think are surplus to requirements will we pause and hold off moving some of those players out if um, if David Lewis is going to be uh, out injured for an extended period of time. Who knows? Let me know your thoughts in the comments as well. Uh, coming towards the end of uh, today's stream, going to pick up a couple of your questions and comments before we lock off. Just another quick reminder that if you haven't, please, please do smash that like button on YouTube. It is so, so important. Uh, let's check in where we are at the moment. There's over 300 of you 
tuned into us live via the multiple platforms. We've only got 77 likes, guys. Let's get it up to 100, 120. Let's get up to 120. So in three, two, one, smash that like button, guys. Please, please do. It's so, so important. Um, and uh, just a quick reminder before we go on to pick out those last couple of comments, questions. Here is how you can become a patron of the Chronicles of Aguna. You can now support the podcast for just £3 a month. That will give you access to exclusive content that only patrons will be able to access. Uh, you'll get priority on our fans show. So we'll be running those every couple of weeks where you, the fans, the listeners, get to call in, get to have your say live on air on one of these streams and put your views across uh, to those that follow the channel. Uh, you'll also get priority when submitting questions for our expert guests who will be joining us throughout the course of the season. And after three months of membership, you will receive a gift from me you also get a direct uh, dm line into me uh, if you wish to ever talk football or anything else for that matter uh, feel free to drop me a message and of course patrons have that ability to send me one directly so uh, looking forward to seeing more of you join up a big thank you and a big welcome actually to those of you who have joined in recent weeks it's been an influx of you um as the sort of viewership has increased so a massive thank you to every single one of you for your support so far right let's uh, pick out couple more questions um a couple more points and then we will um we will uh wrap it up uh, for today um akshay says if emmy is sold and Ariola comes in on loan of course arsenal been linked with uh, the paris saint-germain goalkeeper Ariola. apparently he's been offered to the gunners as a potential replacement for emmy martinez then doesn't a £25 million bid for Bellerin definitely make Partey affordable? Yeah, look, it could be the case that Arsenal need to do a couple of deals in order to raise those funds. It all comes down to how much Arsenal and Mikel Arteta want Thomas Partey. Do they see him as so valuable, so important that they would be willing to move on a couple of players to raise those funds? Do they see it as being worth sort of slightly, I'm not going to say downgrading, but losing one of our options in another area of the field, whether that's Bellerin at right back, whether that's Martinez as a number two, in order to get that deal done. How much do Arsenal want it? And I've been saying this throughout the summer. If Arsenal really want Thomas Partey, they've got to go for broke. They've got to put that money on the table. I do believe that they will go back in for him between now and the end of the window. But it is dependent. It is very much dependent on the sales that Arsenal are able to do between now and the end of the window. Fingers crossed they get some done, they get some players out the door, they get some money in through the door and they're able to make that offer, trigger the players' release clause because as we know, Atletico are working very hard behind the scenes to tie Thomas Partey down to a new deal which would see that clause increased dramatically which in my opinion would rule us out of the running for Thomas Partey. So let's see uh, what happens on that. Um, what else have we got here? Um, let's see, let's see, let's see. Uh, Jay Bowling says, Harry, do we take a gamble and go for broke with Saliba and Gabriel starting together? Oh, it's a tough one, isn't it? Because, you know, admittedly, I'm not a big follower of the French League. I haven't watched an awful lot of either of those two players in action. If you had asked me at the start of the window if I wanted Gabriel to come in, I would have said no because I didn't know anything about him. I know a little bit about him, having sort of looked into him with quite a bit of detail. 
given that he looked set to join Arsenal for a while before it actually happened. But will I take the risk in bringing both of them into the side? No, I think I think holding is a safer bet. I feel like uh, Tierney is a safer bet at left centre-back. And then I feel like it's one or the other. I'm probably leaning slightly towards William Saliba just because he's had that extra sort of training time with Arsenal. But other than that, um, yeah, it's a, it's a really, really difficult one but for me the question is would I play both of them no um no I wouldn't not going into a game like that uh Lee Joe Jacob says uh final this is the final question who would you play in the midfield for the game versus Fulham for me it's got to be Xhaka and uh, Danny Ceballos providing he is fit enough now we know he was training with Real Madrid joined Arsenal a little bit late as well um so let's see um let's see what happens uh, with that, but that would be my ideal midfield. But I've still got this nagging feeling in the back of my mind that Mohamed Onneni may get the nod instead of him. Um, but we'll have to wait and see. Again, as I said, we'll be waiting for Mikel Arteta's press conference before we do our preview show so that we can give you guys as much of an informed decision as possible, um, sort of or informed sort of prediction as possible I should say not decision it's a de- prediction isn't it um, Mikel Arteta is the one that makes the decisions not me uh, big shout out to Akshay as well it says great stuff Harry let me just say there's a lot of Simu fans amongst the Arsenal faithful in Mumbai thank you so much mate thank you for your support thank you to everyone in Mumbai for your support um, I can see on the analytics that there's lots of uh, Indian based viewers and listeners and I'm really really grateful um, and thank you for your continued support Right, that brings us to the end of today's live stream. We'll be back tomorrow with another one. Hopefully, uh, we'll be bringing you some more positive transfer updates and hopefully some to do with players that Arsenal could be bringing in uh, rather than always talking about those going out, which it feels like we're doing a lot in the last few days. Not that that's a bad thing. There are a lot that we want to see out the door, but it feels like at this moment in time, the only interest is coming in those players that we're sort of a little bit iffy about letting go. Subscribe if you haven't already. Like the stream as well. Leave us a comment if you're watching this back on playback. And if you're listening via the audio, leave us a review. Until next time, take care, enjoy your evenings and stay safe. Ciao.